0: always went to where people were. Yeah. And that's where people are. That's where they are. There's thousands online, And they're, they're, they're going to sit there and listen to you if they can wear their pajamas, not like a commitment. Pajamas. You know? And so that's, that's our attitude. Cool. Let's go where they are.
1: It's true. And like what's interesting, I think what I'm experiencing right now is most church people, and when I say that, I just mean, you know, the families who are used to coming to a building and doing church in the building are the ones who aren't tuning in online right now. You know, I mean, it's those people are like, well, you know, whatever, we come back and do things. But it's everyone else who, you know, who really, prior to the pandemic, did not go to church, yeah. did not watch online. Yeah. And they're the ones who, in. Yeah. I
0: know, I know. It's so, it's so weird preaching with everyone's in mass because you can't see their expressions. <laughs> you can't tell if it was a funny joke mm-hmm. or not, you know? Mm-hmm. It so, is difficult. But it seems to go well tonight. I thought your folks are always so responsive. Yeah, I mean you're definitely a favorite. It's not hard for you to get people
1: excited when you come into town. Enjoy. Well, guys, uh, tonight we're here with uh, Pastor Wayne Drain. Uh, I would go through all of his uh, the accolades. I'll just say this: uh, similar to Pastor Larry, he is tucked into a small town in Arkansas. But if you knew the things he's been involved in, the people he knows, the connections, the stages he's been on, you would be shocked.
0: Hmm? yeah right i'm a little shocked
1: yeah you know and, and so uh you know tonight we're not going to open, uh, open up too much of that but tonight uh you know i want to talk to you a little bit about uh you know the ability to hear god and so um the one thing that i hear you talking about a lot is that everyone has the ability to hear from god do you want to
0: explain a little bit more about that to us well john 10 says uh, my sheep will hear my voice so basically, the qualification to hear is to be a sheep. If you love gotcha. Jesus, if you love Jesus, then he, there's an expectation that you'll listen and hear. And you just think about it in terms of a family. You have sons and daughters; they can choose to listen or not to listen. And sometimes, as a parent, you have to train them to yeah. listen. So there's been a lot of training in my life as I've grown in the Lord to hear the Lord. Where it doesn't just come out of left field and shock me, but I can actually ask him to speak to me. And then he can speak to me in a multitude of ways, um, but I expect to hear from him, and I've learned what his voice is like so I can most of the time discern that it's really him and not okay. something else. Well, okay. Now, in that one, I,
1: the idea is that God is hes always speaking to everyone, and that we can all hear. But you just talked about how you've had to kinda of hone it. Yeah. Because it's difficult sometimes to hear
0: yeah. God's voice from us. So how have you honed that? Well, there's I had to get the background noise out of my life. I had to find some intentionality to where I would I would go to a quiet place at first where I could just tune out everything. Sure, yeah. And then just and then just listen. Now, as I've gone along and learn what his voice is like, even in the middle of a lot of activity, I can stop and say, Lord, what are you saying? And I can get a sense of what he's saying. But it's definitely, it's definitely been something that's grown. What's helped me has been mentors. What's helped me is is really understanding in the scriptures that God does speak. So I'm standing on a strong biblical foundation. And then there's a, I often use the word you'll know when you're knower. And what that means is deep calls to deep. Mm. The Holy Spirit within you bears yeah, witness. Absolutely. And you yeah. just kind of know that that's something of God or it's not. Yeah. So it's been exciting for me uh, uh, to hear from the Lord and to actually think that he would speak to me. Right. I never get used to it. It's always fresh. Sometimes it, it surprises me. Right. Uh, but I've learned what his voice is like in my life. And I count on it. I count on him speaking to me, because I'm not smart enough to figure things out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, makes it easier, right? If you're able to kind of hear from God, when God's speaking to you. Now, you talked about knowing in your knower, right? So the Catholic Church would call that the inner truth. The idea that that every human being has the very spirit of God inside of them, right? And there's this ability to know when that spirit is connecting to the spirit now, explain what that feels like. How do we know when our inner knower knows?
0: Well, God is always consistent with himself. Yeah. So when there's peace, even when there, the situation doesn't call for peace, when yeah. he, come, he walks into a room, when he speaks, he always speaks peace to the storm. Yeah. And so I, I will sense peace that's always around when he speaks, even when he's getting onto me. And he's been a good okay. father to me he's gotten on to me before about some things but there's always this I just know you know sometimes you just know something's right you don't really know why it's right or you know something's wrong you don't really know why it's wrong yeah, you absolutely. just kind of know you have that intuitive and I call it a knower and that's it, it the Holy Spirit bears witness of himself it's that deep call into deep and so I and i train my kids I'll ask I'd ask them what do you think God wants here interesting what do you feel yeah. what do you what do you hear in your knower and so my kids and now my grandkids are starting to use that term uh, i have a knower in your knower in your yes. knower it's like a little spiritual gps that when he was creating you he put it inside you and then it comes alive when you're saved and filled with the holy spirit
1: all right so this knower it has been fascinating by the way okay it, um is this no like when the knower is 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 activated, it's just like a, a emotional feeling. It's just like a thought in your mind. All of a sudden, there's like a bubble that pops into your mind, or is it like a bodily sensation almost?
0: Well, all the above, all the above, all the above. I mean, I've been sitting in a movie, not thinking about God at all, and a line that one of the actors would say would literally just hit me in the just heart. Just catch your attention. Catch my attention. I just knew God's wanting to say something to me here. So I, yes. t- I tuck it away. Next time I have a chance to be alone, Lord, I said, "Lord, you know that line; it just it, it touched my knower. Yeah. What do you want to say to me? Right. Then there are times that you, uh, I'll be in a store, I'll be in a church, I'll be somewhere, and I'll just notice someone, and then I'll I'll look away because you know you don't be thought of as a dirty old man. Yeah, and so, right. Yeah. And, but I just keep being drawn. I'm not staring that way. Exactly. So. And, and and so I'll ask, Lord, is there anything you want me to do right. with that person? Can I just pray for them, which is what I usually want to do? No, go ask them if you can pray for them. Absolutely. And I can't tell you how many times I've gotten past my being uncomfortable and just said, hey, I'm I'm not a weirdo. I'm a pastor here in town, and sometimes God speaks to me, and, and uh, I just felt, I use terms I don't say I knew in my nowhere, I say I just <laughs> yes. felt. Yeah. Uh, come and ask you if I could pray for you. I and I've seen people go, this one lady just not long ago, uh, I was at a store, and, and I said that to her, and, and she was at the checkout stand, and she said, I can barely stand. My knee is hurting so badly right now. Mm. Would you pray for me? I prayed for her, and she felt her knee pop, Yeah. and she, the pain went away. Now, I didn't have a word of knowledge. All I knew is God said, ask her if you'd pray for her and so those kind of things happen to me all the time and uh, it's it's normal for me right but I realize it's not normal for a lot of people because a lot of people have been taught that they can only hear God through the written word through the Bible right yeah and and it usually is a process so Mm -hmm. you have to show them that what the Bible says about you can hear God Right. and then and then let the holy spirit lead them along everybody wants to hear from god of course they do yeah everybody i mean that's the reason they come to church they're hoping maybe god will speak to them right so so it's it's one of most exciting things I, uh, that i get to do in my life whether this is one person or with a whole church and the book i wrote he still speaks is all about that absolutely and i just tried to put my life message he still speaks in that book and uh it's amazing I have had um, seasoned pastors <laughs> that never believe that God actually spoke to them oh, absolutely and it's been amazing to me and, and to see the delight in them mm-hmm. once they capture that that yes. wants to speak and then yeah. then they get a phone call or a text and say just about to go to sleep last night and I knew in my knower I heard this phrase and I know God spoke to me he said he liked me. Absolutely. So, uh, it, it's is one of those fun topics I can talk about.
1: Well, good. Well, good. So, when you talk about being in the movie, and it's like a line just kind of sticks out to you, it sounds like you feel it, and it just for some reason you know there's something there. That experience sounds like inspiration to me. Right? Yes. So the, the the word inspire it comes from the Greek idea of muses that there are these spirit mm-hmm. beings around us. That will float these things into us, right? If we're sensitive enough. Which, of course, if if you go back to Old Testament uh, writings, the prophets talked in the same words with the word, you know, to be inspired. This thing would fill them, you know? They wouldn't know where it would come from. It would just... And so the, the one thing I've experienced a lot is that people who are very creative, who are in tune to that part of their humanity, find it very easy to transition from, you know, be inspired by... Book or piece of art, the song lyric, and all you know it—it's
0: it, it, almost intuitive. It comes naturally. Yeah. Them, right? Well, there's another thing that is maybe more broadly accessed. Yes. And that's his tangible presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's—it's it, it's a feeling. It's a sensation. Sometimes you're in worship and you just sense his presence. Yes. But he is not limited to our. Auditoriums during Sunday service. That's a shame. We can't just bottle them up on Sundays. And you I, know? and I, <laughs> I have I have been in my car, just driving down the road, and I've just felt the presence, just fill my car, and all I could do was my only response. I just start weeping, yes. or maybe at times I just start laughing. There's there's usually some kind of a response I feel, but it, but the presence of God is always there. Yeah. But there are times that it's more tangible, and uh, I have a theory that God, that God wants to be with us more than we think he does. Absolutely, and absolutely. I, and I think it's, he gets, I get a joy as a dad and as a grandpa, I, I get a joy out of doing something for my kids that brings them delight, or that surprises them in a good way. Absolutely. And, I, and I, if, you could, if I can feel that way toward them, and I will do things to get their attention or to, to bless them in some way, then then multiply that by three gazillion times, yeah, and that's absolutely. how the Father feels about us. Yeah. So I feel if more folks in our churches could really grasp that God would speak to them in multitude of ways, it would pretty much diminish counseling loads. Oh yeah. It would save so us, would, us lots of time. Yeah. Lots of time. Yeah. And there would be more joy in our congregation because they are connecting with the one we want them to connect with Mm -hmm. some I hate to say this but some preachers in reality it's connecting to them absolutely it's like a personality feels good you know feels good and you love the affirmation I get all that and and I've seen some of the best preachers in the world in the last 40 years I mean I've heard some of the absolute best yeah unbelievable but there's the Grace like, church you know, <laughs> exactly but but there's nothing like his presence right. filling my car walking into the church tonight and you that first song yeah. did you hear the mountain feel the mountains tremble I remembered when I saw that song first song it was yeah. first written all those years ago by the seaside in England and my son was with me oh, wow. and I heard that song a little band called delirious that had heard remember of it. And I said, I told my son, I said, Chris, this song's gonna go around the world. He said, Dad, I felt it. When they started playing. The mountains were trembling, weren't the they? Were, he said, I felt it. Yeah. And then, the, you know, that song has Absolutely. gone around the world. So it's just moments like that. And it's it makes life an adventure rather than just a responsibility or an obligation.
1: You know, it's, it's funny you say that. When the first song played the night and I heard the song, it took me back to the first place I, um, you know, when I first heard it in person. Um, used to be this thing called Creation Fest in Pennsylvania. It yeah, yeah. used to be a monster right. church music thing, and this is way back in the '90s. And I remember when Delirious was at their peak, and tour—you know—they had a big, they were the the main show. I think that year we had uh, 90,000 people out there yeah. at a Creation Fest. And it was a night show, you know. And I just remember just the whole hillside out there in Pennsylvania. You know, it's like a You could just sense it right just yeah. like yeah we've had lots of songs it was great but this that's there's something here you know and still I mean you know
0: well, like 25 years later it still has something to it right? it's interesting when Martin was recording that song he kept struggling because he felt like that first drum mm-hmm. hit was so important to release the song so they kept experimenting to get the biggest sound on that First hit on the on the snare, right? Yeah, and you feel it. You, yeah, you next when you hear it, he hits that, bam! It just jumps in you. Yeah. So I think that at that point, that drummer was prophesying on his instrument. Absolutely. And that's what happened. So another way God speaks.
1: So you know, for anyone who's kind of heard me teach much, you know, I'm always quick to kind of critique the tribe that I came from, right? The charismatic movement here yeah. in the states, right? Uh, you know, because there's all sorts of things that that, I, that we could do better, right? But there are so many things I feel like that the charismatic movement has brought back to the church that we're missing, that you know, are missed. So one of the things I love so much about about, about the charismatic movement is it's really brought back a bodily connection to God. Yes. You know, and we didn't even know, you know, uh, it was doing that when, when we were doing are things, right, prophesying, slaying people in the spirit, the, the uh, holy goosebumps, all the things, right? Mm-hmm. You talk about the car and, and the, the sensation, the presence in the car, right? These are things that human beings have to have to connect to anything to be real. You have to. It's one thing to to connect to something in your mind alone, to have an abstraction, an idea, right? But you, for a human to connect to anything in a deep way, there has to be emotional, physical, that's go cool beyond the mind. And the one thing that we saw in the States that was lacking, was dying, was it was all becoming about the mind. Yeah. You know, now, in my opinion, the charismatic church could use some more of the mind. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. But the one thing it brought back for us in a fresh way was connecting to God and the spirit. And so, like, tonight, you know, we're in the room, and it's not just the bass notes playing. It's not just the physical music, right? right. It's this this openness, the charismatic the charismatic movement has trained us to be open to experiencing right. the presence of God. Right. It's a bodily experience, right. emotional experience. That's so
0: powerful. Mm. Mm. Oh, man. I love it. You know, Henry Blackaby was a, a Baptist minister, I think, went to Dallas Theological, possibly, great Bible teacher. But he wrote a book years ago that really helped a lot of people embrace the charismatic. It's called Experiencing God. Mm-hmm. And... I think underneath it all, when we are saved, it's a holistic thing that happens. It yes. encompasses not just our mind, not just our spirit, but our emotions, you know, our feelings, our our thought life. There's all kinds of things that it embraces, and I, uh, you know, He He is the Creator. And so he's very creative in the way he communicates to us. Yeah. And I'm always trying to find as many ways as I can to connect with God. Absolutely. I'm, I'm always trying to find it. And it's, I, one of my granddaughters is really sensitive to the Spirit. I brought her here one time. And she's always getting these things when she goes to bed. She'll call me, Papa, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be on the phone. But I just thought the Lord just spoke to me. I, I think it was him. I love it. And, and we have these great conversations. She's under her cover and she's talking, and, uh, and and I find it just delightful because I can visualize the Father right being that way with me. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I want him to, to delight in me, and, one of the, and I want to delight in him. Yeah. And. I came up in a tradition that was pretty legalistic. It was Pentecostal, charismatic, okay, yeah. but it was very, very rules and regulations and if you messed up, you know, then God's not going to like you. That kind of a deal. And and it almost it almost made it just too difficult for me to even want to connect with God if he was that severe. I didn't know I didn't know the other side of his love. I didn't understand that when Jesus came. Uh, Fill the law, right? Yeah, he changed everything, and that wasn't taught in my church. Um, so, I had to unlearn some things. I'm sure. And and, I, and and I withdrew for a long time, just to my mind. I had to understand it. Had to sit in scripture. Didn't want it to be fake. Didn't want it to be just some emotions or some mm-hmm. learned response. And uh, the night I was filled with the Holy Spirit was. Was one of those one of those definitive moments in your life, where I really feel I found permission to be myself in the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And I found, and I found that the Lord would come if I, if I would, thought I could have to go ninety percent, He'd come ten percent. But I only could come ten percent. I found He came ninety percent. Absolutely, yeah. Came to me, and so I've never gotten over that. I've never gotten over it. So I get up in the morning, and the first thing I want to do is, boy, God, is there anything You want to say to me? Right. Last thing I want to do at night, after I kiss my wife good night, is I say, Lord, yeah, you got a dream for me tonight? Yeah. right. And so it's all the time for me. It's, but it's not exhausting. It's not, it's not a, it's not some discipline per se. I mean, there is a discipline to it, but. It's not just about discipline; it's about delighting mm. in
1: Him. It's a very different D word. Yeah, discipline, but also about delighting. I
0: yeah. like that. Well, I find uh, Larry Lee's a preacher years ago. He had these three Ds. I've never forgotten. He said, "If you have a desire and you add discipline, you'll find delight." Mm. That, that's good. Isn't that good? That is good. So I've always, I've always especially young believers where they have a desire to follow God. That applies to almost any area of life. So I've used that over and over and over. And so my desire for God is great. And sometimes I get sloppy like everybody else. I read my Bible for a week, don't make time for the Lord. And that's when I have to kick in that discipline because I know that the light is waiting for me. Yeah, absolutely. So so that's a... uh, I don't want you to think that this stuff is just random, and that there's no intentionality, and in me right. heard from the Lord. I yeah, I work at it not in not in a way that it feels like work. Yeah, yeah, but I show up every day, and I want to hear from the Lord. So, no, absolutely.
1: Um, so we've both pastored uh, charismatic congregations, and there is a, a huge need for our people to know that they can hear from God, but. We've experienced that there's also a danger sometimes that comes. Yes. When everyone now knows that they can hear from God. Yeah. And some people haven't put in the, the discipline yet to actually know when God's uh-huh. speaking and it's not them. And so I'm, I'm sure you've had multiple experiences. They come to your office and say, hey, well God said. Oh, yes. And they spit out the most outlandish, dangerous thing to their life, and you say, Are you sure this oh no, no? God told me, right? So we do know that you know it takes that, that honing, you know, it, it it has to be discipline. Now, in my experiences, right, it's always it's always somewhat difficult to kind of separate our own thoughts, our own feelings about things from the spirit. But in moments like this, right, where we have a country that has never been more divided, yes. right? This is maybe the Civil War, right? Maybe back in the 60s, you know. It is a turning point right now, and it feels like on any issue, whatever it is you want to talk about, you know, uh, you know mask or no mask, reopen, don't open, uh, uh, Trump or no Trump, right? Uh, black lives matter, or, or is it all lives matter, right? It feels like there's only two sides to any debate. So I think the thing that I'd like you to speak on a little bit is, you know, is it possible for us to hear the Holy Spirit over our own voices, our own opinions, over the voices of, you know, uh, if it's Fox News or CNN. You know, I mean, is it possible for us to follow the Holy Spirit into a third option when it seems like in this world there's only
0: two options to any question? Well, I think the way there is, is, is humility. Hmm. That's the yeah. way there. And if I go into any kind of a conversation having to win, Conversations just going to lead to polarization, but if I go in and humble myself, you know, and, yeah. and like St. Francis of the Sissies had first learned to uh, understand before you are to be understood, so I had this meeting in Russellville the other day with a black and white... Let me community. interrupt just for one second. Yeah.
1: You were already not on my bar, okay, but you just quoted St. Francis to me? I mean... <laughs> You just moved up, my friend. Thank you very much. I, I, okay, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, but Saint Francis rocks. If you have not read any Saint Francis, you need to. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Back to Russellville, the pastors. Well,
0: just we had it was community leaders, government, education, business, church, and the the uh, the black brothers and sisters were just really hurting, and they it took a real. It took a lot of courage for them to come to that meeting in the middle of all this strife. And the white the white people were scared to death to say anything yeah. because it would probably be wrong. They haven't looked through the filter that a lot of our black uh, brethren have looked through. And so I, I felt prompted by the Lord to send out a letter to all the white people coming and I said, we're not problem solving. Come to listen or don't come. Wow. Bring some questions. Yeah. So they did, they brought questions and they, so, they were so honest. I'm afraid to say anything, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Help me understand. And then, then some of the African-American uh, folks that were there, they would weep and they would, and they would get out their pain, but it was, we want you to understand. Don't, we want you to understand. And, and it was one of the most powerful things that I've been a part of in a long time and, uh, but the thing that caused it to work was humility. Yeah, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord; He'll lift you up. You want to humble yourself; you don't want God to humble you. Let me just throw that right, ball. right. You, you right. can do that. Yeah. But I found, I found, there's an absence of humility in all of the polarization that's going on. Yeah. We 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 won't let ourselves imagine that the other person might have something we need. Absolutely. So, and then you go back to. Second Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray. So I feel humility is hard to find in almost any conversation right now. So I've been trying to say things like, Help me understand, you know. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't I don't understand why we would need to Burn businesses, right? Yeah, because of our anger and and me not be able to say that's not okay. Right. So then you listen, you listen, and you realize, oh man, I get it. Right. I get it. So, um, you know, to be honest, yeah. If our president could just find a little humility, it'd <laughs> yeah. go a long way. Absolutely. I, I pray for him Absolutely, every day. Yeah. Uh, if I had a chance to talk to him that's what I'd say to him you know I don't want you to lose your confidence I just want you to add some humility yeah and I, and I and that's what I pray for him all the time you know and I pray that he would humble himself so God doesn't have to humble him oh absolutely yeah uh, so um, I guess that's what I would say humility
1: yeah it's 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 almost scary how how quickly we can often assume God is on our side. Exactly. Right? Whatever that is, you just spat with your friend or your spouse or something as powerful as Black Lives Matter, right? I mean, it's funny how quickly some, oh, you know, surely Jesus thinks what I think about this, right? You know? No, but I think that, you know, it, it, it sounds simplistic, but what you're saying is it's powerful because it, it forces us to slow down. Which is the one thing that, you know, as you talked about, you know, um, kind of holding our sensitivity, you know, to uh, the knower, to know when this, when Spirit's speaking to us, right? If you've come close to anyone in your life, those are the people that you've had to make time for to slow down with, to listen with. You know, and of course, you know, uh, if you happen to be married, you know, you know that, you know, even after years of being good at it, sometimes you still have a lot of growing to do there to learn to, to actually listen when you thought you were
0: already listening, you know. What I mean? Well, I think about the story of the little, the little girl that was just acting out, and the dad said, "I want you to sit down." And she wouldn't sit down. She he finally made her sit down. Yeah. And she said, "I'm standing up on the inside." <laughs> <laughs> and and so you can say slow down, but you have to slow down on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a. It's not just about a schedule. Yeah. It's about slowing down the inside. It's about embracing that rest I talked about tonight, and and I find that sometimes I'm most effective when I'm just quiet, Absolutely. and give the Lord room to do what He needs to do. And yeah. Don't try to fix it myself. One of the best things I've learned in counseling, when I'm really at a, when I'm really in a rough patch with someone, is I'll say, "Okay, here's what we're going to do." We're both going to pray tonight about it and talk tomorrow. And I can't tell you many time someone calls me before the, the appointment and says, I heard from the Lord last night and God met with me. I asked my wife to forgive me. Absolutely. And, and I think sometimes we want folks to come to us for all their answers. Yeah. And I think our job, whether you're a pastor or just a Christian that loves people, is to help them throw their anxieties on the Lord Absolutely. and not on you. Find their answers in the Lord and not look to you for all the answers. It's very unhealthy when we live that way. Yeah,
1: we can serve Jesus while also trying to be Jesus, right, exactly, you know, it, exactly. It, it, it's a big difference. Yep. But, um, there's a Japanese Christian uh, theologian. Uh, he's really fascinating. He has a background in Buddhism and uh, Shinto. And so his writings come across with some very different angles that we're don't see and the one thing uh he has his book called uh, moving at God's speed and you know uh, the entire book is about how god moves at 3.2 miles an hour which is the speed of uh the human being walking right and it, you know it's this this metaphor that you know for anyone who who wants to learn how to be truly in tune with god you have to learn how to inwardly be and, you know, he notes so many times in the scriptures how every time someone is depicted talking to God, they're always either sitting or they're walking, mm-hmm. right? Never, you know, no multitasking or running or driving, right? It's always this, this understanding that you have to move at a slow pace to be sensitive to God. But it's amazing if you when you begin to speed up, it's amazing how many other things you become in tune to yeah. that are not the Spirit of God. You know, you even spoke on that tonight mm-hmm. in your sermon. You know, having to learn to be present, to be
0: slow. Well, one, I was reading through Genesis some some years ago, and uh, and I just got one of those little know in your knower moments where mm-hmm. it jumped off the page, yeah, and it said, uh, "They heard the sound of God walking," and I thought, "That's how He wants to be heard," and I, and I thought, "Lord." to hear the sound of you walking, I want to recognize it, when you walk in, or you don't have to blow the doors off and do something so magnificent, like, <laughs> right, yeah. you know, like an upper room moment, which I love those too, but I I, I love, and sometimes I'm out walking uh, with my dogs or whatever, and sometimes I'll just, I'll sense mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is just walking. I almost hear the sound of somebody else walking. Yeah. And, but you really, you really have to focus in on it. You really have to open up your heart and mind to that possibility. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you read the book The Shack, oh, saw yeah. the movie. Oh yeah, I thought it was so clever. A lot of yeah. folks don't like it, but I thought it was so clever because They're it's,
1: missing, well, the, the little gold thing in there. There's some nuggets in there.
0: Well, and he 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 messed with our paradigms. Yes, he did in so many ways. But it. Uh, I think it's one of the most profound books that's been oh, yeah. written in the past oh, yeah. 10 years, whatever long it's been, uh, because it makes you want to see Jesus, you're able to see Jesus in a different way than you thought you would, or the Holy Spirit. Uh, and so it's a, it was an amazing book for me. And I find, I think sometimes we entertain angels unaware. Oh yeah. You've been in situations where you walk away from someone you've just met and you realize something just happened here. Yeah. You look around, they're not there, you, you don't know them. Right. And so I feel, uh, I feel God is always speaking. He's speaking through all kinds of ways. But when I slow down on the inside, yeah. I'm, more li- I'm more apt to hear than if I'm rushing from this thing to that thing.
1: You know, in my experiences as, as I've honed my knower, you know, I at first became somewhat shocked how many places I would have that knower turn on. And yeah. I, all of a sudden I would sense God, and I would yeah. be like, no, God's not supposed to be at the, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in the book, The Shack, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but if you're sensing, you know, in the knower, there'd be moments you go, oh yeah, that's just, I just know there's some truth in this. There's something in it, right? And, uh, you know, so for me, in my personal walking, uh, that, that's that's something that i so appreciative of because uh, the joy when you begin to hone that of how many places God surprises you you know it's always places that you did not expect to find God right Um, but if you come into it with humility not assuming you know where God is and isn't which is the entire Bible by the way it's the story of finding God where he's not supposed to be right well you're not supposed to be outside of the box yet you know you're not supposed to be behind the veil or you know in Gentiles or who knows what it is next right I love it. Okay, so um last question is gonna be, you know, um uh, where should someone start? If they have a desire to, you know, to to hear God speak to them, to hone that ability. But I feel like we've
0: almost been answering that a lot with our last the last bit of our conversation, but well that's what's your advice that's be? It's a good question and I and I I get asked that a lot and you know, the literal rendering of a verse you know, ask, seek, and knock is mm-hmm. ask and keep on asking. <laughs> seek and keep on seeking. Yeah. Knock and keep on knocking. And so I tell folks, start by, in humility, ask God to speak. Don't demand. Ask, and I'll say something like this, Lord, if there's anything you want to say to me, I'd like like little Samuel, yeah. I'm, I'm here, you know, I'm listening. And then I listen, if he doesn't speak, I just get up and go on my way but I'm going to be back the next morning yeah. and then I'm going to seek and keep on seeking I'm going to knock and keep on knocking and I feel we think that our relationship with God happens to us that's yeah. like I had one guy even say a member of my family God knows where I live if he's going to talk to me he come he show up yeah. and God might he loves him yeah. that much, he might do it. Right. But I tell folks if you're really serious about hearing from the Lord, just ask. Yeah. Don't come and demand, you know, the Bible says you gotta speak to me. You don't demand. Just in humility, say, Lord, I'm I'm your servant. Yeah. I'm listening. I would love for you to speak to me. Yeah. Whatever you have, I want to hear it. And uh, and then listen. And then and sometimes po- folks get stuck right there, and one, one thing that helps them is to write down, just have something you write, and just begin to write what's popping in your mind. Yeah. And often, that's the Lord speaking. Yeah. You'll look at it and go, wow, I didn't come up with that. So as humans, we, it's in our DNA to be intentional, to be doing something. Yeah. And so I think you the Lord... To be tending to something. Exactly. So the Lord put that in us. So I just put that to work. I ask, I seek, I knock. You know, I'm ready to write. Um, I don't um, I don't get frustrated if God doesn't speak. I just decide, well, he didn't want to say anything today. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. He's, he's, there's going to be a more opportune moment. I mean, I've had the Lord literally, I feel, say in my spirit, go to sleep. I'll talk to you in the morning. Yeah, and as yeah. clear as I've heard him before, he says those kind of things to me, and it, it helps me to live a life that I can actually sustain. Right, absolutely. So that's why I just say ask. And
1: so as far start. as with this one, you, when you tell someone to start asking, are they are they just expecting to have like you know words pop in their head,
0: or are, are they expecting pictures or feelings, or all the above? I mean, so just be open to anything. Just that you're to, saying. Yes. be sensitive. I mean, sometimes it's a oh, visual. Yeah, like one, one day, day I was praying, Lord, I need to know that you want us to do something in this city. And I'm praying with some other pastors under this big tree. And three eagles fly out with about six feet above our head, right over our heads. Yeah. Now, at the very least, that's very cool. Yeah. But we had just been talking about that we need to rise up on eagles' wings. And run and not be weary. That's the scripture we were talking about. Right. These eagles flew over us. Now some people would say happenstance. I think thank you, yeah. Jesus. It's yeah. confirmation right there. Sometimes it's a visual thing. Sometimes it's a sensory thing you feel in your emotions. Sometimes it's sometimes it's an aha moment. Yeah. You go, that's what that means. It can come in all kinds of ways. Sometimes it's just this feeling of peace that just comes over you sometimes God stirs up the nest and you're kind of you're agitated you don't know yeah. why sometimes say Lord why am I feeling so agitated Yeah. and then sometimes he says well I've been wondering when you're going to get around to thinking about that <laughs> Right. here's why so I feel it's about being being aware beyond our five senses our five senses may be involved but it, it's it's being aware any way the Lord wants to speak. Maybe through our five senses. Maybe something internal that we just know in our knowing. Yes. So, well, that's what I would say. I love it. I think it's good. Yeah, I've, I think you've helped a lot of
1: people already. Because, yeah, I think the one thing that we both experience is most hindrances to hearing God are people just we're just taught to expect the wrong thing. Okay. You know, if I don't hear an audible voice then I don't hear the same way pastor whoever does and so god didn't speak to me you know i've done something wrong it's my fault you know, so I, I i want to thank you tonight for being with us i think you've helped a lot of people out from clarity oh, I had to hear god it's
0: my pleasure i love this stuff <laughs> i know right
1: it's the good stuff
0: thanks for having me
1: of course it won't be the last